the scoreline when he looks at it like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes, and we couldn't stop them. You know, okay, so it was a hammering. But there's there's different levels of hammerings here. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app. Friday Night Racing on Off The Ball Brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland Love every racing moment Visit hri.ie And you're very welcome along to this week's episode of Friday Night Racing It's Ger and Johnny with you at 3 o'clock every Friday afternoon and then of course from 8 you can hear us again on Off The Ball on News Talk We stream at 3 across our social channels so youtube.com You can get us on Facebook and Twitter as well The best place to get us is YouTube It's the easiest and um, most uh, navigable one. You can also leave a comment with us either on the live show or again later on that evening. Now, Friday Night Racing is brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment. Visit hri.ie or you can uh, follow at HRI Racing on Twitter and the hashtag is every racing moment. Johnny, how are you? I'm good. What's going on? Uh, big weekend in the Gaelic football fronts. Looking forward to it. Yeah. It's, it's been a good time to be a Galway person. It has. I was just, just saying that to you. Yeah, like the, la- the Armagh game was like one of the most enjoyable football games ever and even the Limerick game in terms of just like the being at a hurling game that close and that quality is I actually I can't describe how good that experience is as a sporting event it's amazing and like Hurling's, in, in, Hurling's at a level now that is just like off the charts like if you brought any foreigner to that game last Sunday they would be amazed like gobsmacked um, of course like Galway lost but like you, you kind of came away thinking next year could be could be good uh, could be good fun for King Henry. That's what keeps you coming back, isn't it? Yeah, because it's like it's interesting in Munster because some of the teams like we had um, the Rock on during the week, Jeremy Sullivan and OTBAM, and it's like Cork have no guarantees whatsoever to get out of Munster next year. Whereas Galway, you think there's that like upward curve or whatever, but Munster is a different kettle of fish, and that's why Harlan is kind of so mad at the moment. Yeah, that um, that's one of the issues that we want to talk about is like giving people bang for their buck and enjoyment. Um, I'd like to say Brian Cavanagh is with us. Uh, Brian, good afternoon to you. How are you getting on? Hi, Chair. Hi, Johnny. How's it going? Last time you were here with us, you would have been still the Chief Executive of HRI, I think. You've got your feet under the desk firmly at the Curra. How's it going for you? Oh, it's great, Chair. Uh, it's it's, it's Curra's a great place and a uh, different type of job, but uh, really enjoying it. Uh, we're stuck in the middle of the season now. Uh, and um, it's great. So yeah, uh, lots of uh, opportunity, lots of lot, lot, lots of things to work on, but really loving it. What are the bits that you found most different from your old role? Uh, a few things. Uh, smaller team, uh, uh, more more involved as a result of that. Um, maybe maybe closer to the cold face in terms of the the action uh, and in terms of getting things done. Um, and very much just operating a business here, you know, uh, uh, in charge of uh, of all aspects of it. So I love dealing with people, and and, and you get that in spades here in a, in, a, in, a, in a role like the Cura. I, I I mean, look, there would have been no better qualification for knowing what was going on at the Cura than being the chief executive of HRI but was there bits of it that actually surprised you when you did get in and, and kind of got in under the engine? Uh, yeah and I worked here at the Curra before but I, I, I sort of took the year the, the, this season to, to, to really get onto the bonnet and, and understand how the business worked how the, the team here operated uh, and um, you know take it as a, as a learning year and you know you never stop learning in this business uh, so even though as you say you come from a uh, a job like the one in HRI there's still lots of new things here and maybe getting to understand more the nuts and bolts of the way things operate um, uh, yeah so that that was great and as I said it's, it, 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 there's, a, there's a more practical element to this role uh, you know than, than perhaps my previous role where a lot of diplomacy a lot of politics a lot of uh, uh, strategy and stuff like that whereas here you're kind of challenged 
to go out and do it rather than uh, put the plans in place, you know? Yeah, and I think in fairness, like a lot of people will be familiar, there were difficulties around the reopening of the Kerr after all the work was done. It would have been easy enough for you to go, I know exactly what the issues are and I'm going to go away and uh, it's not my job to go and fix them, but literally you stepped forward and went, I could fix this, I do know what the problems are and I'm going to roll up my sleeves and, and try and take them on. That was the attraction to me, Jared. to be honest with you. Uh, as I said, uh, Kerr has placed this dear to my heart. I worked here before and, as you say, I was involved in, in the redevelopment. So I um, uh, was anxious to, you know, when you're, when you're involved in the, in, in, in the birth, you want to then see the child grow up uh, and, and trying to help it uh, that way. So uh, that's, that's the attraction of the, of, of, of the position, to be honest. How, how would you get the job, Brian? It was like Derek McGrath was there and then obviously we had um, Pat Keown as an interim um, CEO, I guess, kind of, you know, for for a short period. And how did you get involved in it then? Why why um, was it, I suppose, something that appealed to you in terms of post-HRI? Uh, well, I suppose just, just, just being practical uh, on it, Johnny, I... I, I um had come to the end of my term in HRI and the end of my contract and uh, wasn't going to go forward. I, I took a, a look at, 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 at myself and said, look, I, I, don't, I don't want to retire. I don't want to uh, uh, move into a different sector. Racing is what I love and racing is what I understand. And to be frank, I don't want to go abroad. So, um, you know, this opportunity came up. I live, you know, five minutes from the Curra. Uh, as I said, I've got a sort of a bit of a graph for the place from, from, from when I worked here before. So, I felt there was there was unfinished business here, and there there is unfinished business. So, I decided to put my name in the hat, and and, and thankfully got the role. It's interesting you did, you wanted to stay in racing. Ah, yeah, I, I I couldn't imagine working in anything other than racing. Um, uh, I've done it for Jesus, I've done it now for what thirty three years or whatever. But um, I couldn't imagine not working in racing. So the the Cora, you know, it was interesting there for the Derby because like you almost have to apologise to say you're having a good day at Curra, and I mean that in the nice possible way because I think it, it's gotten so much bad publicity um, since the since the fact that like it was for a long, long time it obviously needed to be redeveloped. It was very dilapidated to bring any like overseas uh, guest, but then it was you know beset with problems obviously during the redevelopment, and you know it's a lot of people. You know that maybe you scored the car, particularly like Derby Day during the Budweiser uh, sponsored era, and they obviously don't go anymore. But it's it's you're taking over a an underachieving football team like that has kind of fallen on hard times. Like maybe uh, you know the, the Liverpool team of the eighties, but you're taking over when like post Graham Souness. Does that make sense? Like or what, you're, you're you're going to say Leeds United now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You're taking over post Bielsa, actually. Yeah, although <laughs> not sure about is Pat Keogh Bielsa, but um, yeah, Brian is a big Leeds fan. But do you know what I mean? It's like this is our premier flat racetrack, but. And there was so much money spent on it, but it was beset with problems. And it's not straightforward to say, well, we spend 19 million or whatever it is on this, so people will come because it doesn't work like that. No, completely agree with you there. And I mean, look, the the the, the Curra, the money, the the money spent on the Curra was money that was built up over over decades, really. That the 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 Curra had not been developed at all, really, for thirty years. And a bit like Croke Park or Aviva Stadium, it, it, you can't do it bit by bit. It has to be all duck or no dinner. So there was always going to be a a, a big bang uh, a development like that uh, when 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 the funding was in place, and we got great support to do that. 
Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, the way I put it with, p- with people, it's, it happened in Ascot, it happened in Longchamp as well. Like, whenever we go racing, wherever we go, whatever racetrack you go to, we all have our places. We all have our place we watch racing. We all have our place we get a bit of grub or a drink or whatever. And we all have our routes that we go around the race course. What you do when you demolish a race course and completely rebuild is you 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 demolish everyone's place. You demolish everyone's route. You demolish everyone's uh, um, uh, uh, base uh, during a race day. So, you know, people come to the racetrack and bear in mind that we had a sort of disrupted opening season followed by two years of COVID. So really people are coming now and, you know, to a large extent, only getting used to where they can go or where they want to go and 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 and, and what facilities are there. So there's a, a bit of a, a learning curve there and a bit of a an education on our part with people. But you know we're very keen to get feedback, you know, good, bad, or indifferent uh, on how we can uh, you know make the day enjoyable for race goers. Uh, uh, you, you know, uh, offer the best possible experience. Pat Kyo did a huge amount of work. Uh, you, you know, and the team who built the place, Derek and his team did a, did a great, great piece of work in terms of building the facility. Pat came in and, 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 and stabilized it and made some changes in terms of, of, of bars and restaurants and facilities. And, and I've come in to follow that along. So, um, yeah, it was, and we got good feedback generally from the Derby. Uh, you know, and I, I see it as, as, you know, a base to build on. Uh, that's the way we will be approaching it rather than any massive achievement. Yeah, and I, I think you're right there because um, it's it's far too early to say. Well, the derby went like the derby went went well. I thought I enjoyed it. Um, I think I was I texted you that night and I said like the car has to build on this because I felt there was a, a sort of a foundation there. And I guess for me the at the derby it was like a lot of people don't go racing anymore. But when you do go racing, the racing takes a very small percentage of the day. You're spending a lot of the time like chatting to people, or mm-hmm. and it was very friendly. It was like you were you were I spent much of the day just talking to people, and I think that's what the car needs to get back. It's like it's a friendly place where you meet people yeah. have a good time married with the fact that it is actually a modern facility now unlike pretty much like it's it's different to other racetracks and that it's uber modern yeah it's the, well it's going to be there for a long time so 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 yeah the facility is good but you're right what defines the the, the enjoyment of the day i think and the same for any sport is the atmosphere isn't it you know that there's there's a bit of crack there's a bit of atmosphere there's a good social aspect and you're seeing wonderful racing out on the racetrack you know what was your experience there as a local? What did the car become? Because I just felt that for some reason, and it didn't happen with Punchdown, it didn't necessarily happen with Nace or whatever, the car just became somewhere that the locals didn't as much go to anymore. I, I don't know. If, it, it, like, Punchdown is a festival, and mm. it's kind of, um, it's also National Hunt, and so therefore it has that, it's of the people. Yeah. Um, and that was a, a fairly easy, straightforward thing. Um, so the flat might not necessarily be of the people, because... Well, I, like, it, it hadn't traditionally been, right? It, like, uh, you've, you've definitely got to work to, to get everybody to come in, but, like, we we would have gone racing the car semi-regularly. So, like, I... I, I I moved away from Matai in 1995, so I I wasn't uh, going up and down the way I would have been previous to that. So I don't know what happened in the 90s and the noughties, but it seemed like it was uh, spectacularly successful for a long period of time. Like it, it's still world renowned as a flat track. Oh, totally! Like the, well, the racetrack's amazing, but that doesn't necessarily mean people like Irish people. Brian are strange because like they're more likely to go to Laytown than they are to necessarily go to the Guineas. So it's not like amazing horses do it for them, and it's it's a tricky thing. I don't know. Is it the dominance of like Aidan O'Brien and Coolmore that have made people f- f- feel that it's a bit stale? I don't know what you think. 
I, I, I don't think it's that, Chair uh, uh, and, and our uh, Johnny. And the, the 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 stats this year would would be lie that point. We've had th- I mean we've had ten race meetings here at the Curra, and we've had thirty six different winning trainers. Mm. It's, it's it's been really noticeable this year uh, on the Curra and on the flat in general how competitive the racing is and how much the 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 spoils are going around. You know more so you could argue than 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 than, than in National Hunt. Uh, side of things, you know, so 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 the competitiveness of the racing is there, uh, and the 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 variety of, of of different faces who are winning races. Uh, you know, we've had a welcome return this year from uh, English trainers, you know, coming back competing and winning races, uh, and I think that's that's important from an international point of view. Uh, you know, I think the 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 the, the trick is to to look at the the modern day Jer Gilroy's who are, who are who are living in a tie in hand and how we can persuade them to come to the races, and 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 that's all down to to. to you know the the creature comforts here on the track, the the quality of the racing out out on the track, and and the enjoyment, and 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 we're open to 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 to, to feedback on that. We've we, we've just completed a a survey of six hundred people who, who who attended here on Derby Day to get you know uh, feedback on, on on their their experiences. Uh, I think that's that's right. I mean, like, there's no doubt as well. You know, sport has been consumed in a different way now. You know, in addition to the people who who are here at a race meeting, you know, we'd we'd we 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 had very strong RTE figures. We had a million people, just short of a million people, watching on ITV, and and, and a huge number of people streaming the racing uh, uh, um, on their phones. So you know, the the model is changing, but you know, the, at the core of it, there has to be a good race day experience for your big days you know I, I, I agree with you because I, I sort of alluded to this with you during the week about League of Ireland coverage I'm not that fussed about the TV anymore I think like people are on their phones it's like the people watching racing on their phones compared to TV is like off the charts and no comparison so it's like but you, you, you want to maintain because people spend so much time on their phones now you get on the bus you wait for a train you wait for a plane <laughs> everyone's on their phone it's like you're not living here whereas if you actually go to the races you do have that nice feeling of meeting people and something you know unusual might happen somebody you didn't see before and that, I guess that's what the car needs to do make it uh, uh, something that you enjoy that is like from the past but actually is kind of modern and makes people want to go because I, I completely agree with you a lot of people don't go racing anymore because it's easy to watch it on their phone or the couch I, I think that's a key point Johnny like uh, I often say they're called race meetings for a reason I think one mm. of the enjoyable things and this is kind of a I won't say uniquely Irish but it's, it's certainly more noticeable at Irish race meetings than other meetings internationally you know that there's they're a, a social type of event uh, you know, it's not a, it's not just a case of people going, you know, watching the racing uh, uh, and um, uh, you know going home. There's, it's who you meet, who you might, where you might go to afterwards. Uh, 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 all, all those sort of aspects, uh, and I think that's that that's you know all the good memories you have of good race meetings are are are, are about you know what you saw on the track, but also who you met at the races that day, uh, what sort of fun you had, and I think that's that's that that's an area we'll focus on uh, going forward. Forward, you know, and that's that's going to be built brick by brick. Uh, it's not it's 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 not a, an immediate wave the magic wand. The thing about building it brick by brick is now you have the facilities to encourage people to come along. Like it's long been a stick to beat various Irish sports places that you that, you know you go there. It's not going to be a good experience. The toilets aren't clean. There's queues, whatever. But you guys have got that sorted. And like I, I do think that there's probably. Uh, a stereotypical Irish overreaction when something isn't perfect on day one that it's the worst thing that's ever happened that we've ever seen when actually you had to wait a little bit longer you know that got fixed uh, and all of a sudden it's easy for us to forget that 
short period of time when things weren't great. And yeah, you know, I do think. If, yeah, if you no, I think look, and, and I think people are entitled to expect the basics to be right, and, and that's that is a question. But but but, but you know, certainly you talk to the people in Ascot, you talk to the people in Longchamp, who will be the two most similar developments, and they had. Uh, broadly similar experiences, uh, uh, you know, with their opening. As I said earlier, Pat did a lot of good work. The, there was a problem with the, the, the roof, which was fixed during his tenure, and that's gone now. People don't speak about that uh, anymore. But, but certainly, you know, what's good from our point of view is, is, you know, for, and we got a lot of into it, which was very encouraging to me around Derby time. A lot of international visitors coming, uh, uh, to, to, to race in Ireland, coming to the Derby. And now you kind of, uh, before you'd be sort of, Embarrassed, you know, showing them around the place. They, they, they've got this image in their heads of, of 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 Ireland, the home of the horse, and famous for its breeding and its racing and its great trainers and jockeys. And and then they come to the curl and they say, "Is this is this it?" Sort of thing. Uh, now at least you've got a place that uh, that the bears comparison with some of our international counterparts, uh, um, and it was deliberately built that way that. It, it, you know, it, 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 it would cater for a crowd of the nature we had on Derby Day, with the scope then to expand it in the future with with, with temporary facilities. I, I think as well that this sort of attitude towards the Curra was kind of use. It would grate with me a little bit because, like, be true to your history, the Curra has been home to horses for far, far longer, like than you would imagine. Like going back, practically, I'd say millennia, horses have gathered on the Curra, and even for me, the little statue of Lester Piggis was a beautiful, like, just recently passed was a beautiful reminder of that recent past and even going back into the sort of the 70s when Leicester would ride in the 60s or whatever uh, but the Curra is is such um, it's an ancient spiritual almost mystical place in terms of horse racing and we need to be true to that yeah, not just horse racing. I mean, the Curra itself, uh, as, as, as a landscaper, as a as an area, is unique in Ireland. It's it, it is mystical. That's the right word. I I, I say it's it's Kildare's Cliffs of Moher. Uh, no other county has it. And I know the 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 the, the county council and the Department of Defence are having a look at the the the, the whole Curra Plains and, and its future management. And racing is only one element of that. But I mean, there's unbelievable history around the Curra in terms of its military history. There was you know there's there, there's sites of of, of great battles in the, in the 1798 rising uh, you know you've got Braveheart Hill where the, the, the battle scenes in Braveheart were filmed uh, you know it's obviously a unique sheep grazing area people from outside our area don't get still don't get used to the fact that there's sheep roaming, roaming around the whole place and it's flora and fauna are, are, are quite unique so you know there's a there's, there's a really good story to be to be told about the Curra uh, you know we want racing to be part of that on, 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 on a broader uh, a broader story but from a racing point of view you're Right, it's, it's you know the, the the track is 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 we're blessed with it really. Um, uh, it's natural terrain. It's a bit like a, 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 a St Andrews or a Ballybunion or something in golf. It's uh, it's not something that that a crowd of dig a crowd of um, contractors came in with, with with tractors and diggers and built. It's 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 been that way for hundreds of years. And there is something great about the fact that the, you know Westover won the Derby there, racing over the exact same piece of turf that Santa Claus did in 19, 1964 and, and uh, uh, you know, Nijinsky did in 1970. It's, 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 a, it's a smashing track and uh, it, it's, one, it's one to be very proud of. Well, that's interesting that you bring that up because that was one of the, the um, storylines in the aftermath of it. There was a suggestion, I think, from Alan Sweeten um, that maybe the Derby might look at, uh, uh, or the Curra might look at shortening the, the Derby distance mm. as a matter of interest, right? If, if say, 
common wisdom was that that was the right course of action. How would that be decided on? Who who are the custodians of that uh, It would be jointly decided between ourselves and Horse Racing Ireland. Right. Uh, really, um, it's quite a it's quite a technical subject. Uh, uh, you know, it's 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 a bit like you know deciding to change uh, you know a five day cricket test to a four day cricket test or, or something like that. It's it's a fundamental change. Uh, you know, uh, the derbies in Britain, France, and uh, and Ireland had historically always been run over a mile and a half. And about 15 years ago, France decided to change the distance of their race to, to a mile and a quarter. So they reduced it by, by, by two furlongs. Um, and that's to do with the type of horses that have been bred. There's a, there's a greater move in the breeding industry and particularly in the sales industry, uh, to breed for speed. So they're breeding horses that are, are effective over shorter distances. Um, and they, they have, ha, ha, have a lot of appeal at sales. Um, but when you look at the stallions that are standing at stud, still the, 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 the sort of blue chip, um, uh, frontline sires are the late Galileos, the Sea the Stars, the Frankels. They're the top horses and they're siring horses over middle distances. So it's a, it's, it's a very complex argument, um, um, Ger, But just to answer your question, uh, you know, if, if, if the, the, I would say from my role in, in the Curra here, ultimately we run our race program here to test the best in the breed over a variety of distances. So it's like the Olympics. You have your 100 meters, your 200, your, your 400, your 800, your 1500, whatever. And we have group one races over each of those distances, their championship races. The idea being that each generation's horses, the best will prove themselves to be the best and then they will go on to stud and it's a natural selection that that, that, that improves over time. Uh, so, you know, unless there was a, a groundswell coming from the breeding industry mm. uh, to say, look, we want to change the distance of the Derby, I don't believe it's for the Curra uh race course it's board or it's management to be sort of uh arrogant is probably a strong word but to to, to think it's up to us to, ch- to to say what distance the derby should be run over but you know it would be a fundamental de- decision like saying okay we're going to run the 1500 meters over 1400 meters in future you know so it's 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 a big change um can you see the pros to it brian say again can Johnny? you see like potential pros to it uh, I, 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 I can and I can't. I mean, I, I think, you, you know, there's, there's a short-term fix element to it as well. If you look at the, the French Derby change, people say, OK, it's produced some good winners over the last... Uh, it's produced uh, some average uh, ones as well, like... Number of years, yeah. But, but, but if you deep, dig into it, mm. very, very few French Derby winners have gone on now to win the arc. Uh, which used to be the big uh, the, the big route for horses over a mile and a half. They're both races over a mile and a half. So so you saw the French Derby winner now, um, Vadeni, who won three weeks ago. He came and ran back over ten furlongs in Sandown last week and won the Carlet Clip Stakes against older horses. Uh, again, a feeling that that's more commercially. Uh, um, beneficial to him having uh, to be winning over ten furlongs as 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 a, as a breeding prospect or a stallion prospect. I'm not sure that's the reason why you you should you should have a distance uh, change of a race if you know what I mean. And, and the point I think that Alan would make in his article is that the one of the beauties of the Irish Derby years ago was that it was the it was the finale it was the playoff between the best in the French Derby and the best in the Epsom Derby came and they sorted it out at the Curra, who was the best mile and a half horse. Now the France have changed their race to, to a mile and a quarter. The French horses come over here less and less. 
Um, the problem is the English don't as well. I think it's like the, f- the last English train winner of the Derby is 2004, maybe. Um, I know West Rover come over, but I, I, I'm not blaming anyone for this. The Curra is a fantastic place to test your race horse. The prize money is not an issue. There's no problem here. I just don't necessarily know what it does to change things over a mile and a half. And I do think like Aidan O'Brien's dominance in the division is, is definitely going to, um, if not wane, waver a bit because of the loss of the Galileo influence. Um, but yeah, it, so it, it was just so much that like West Rover came over, but like he romped home in the Derby. He was third at Epsom, so it's like I don't know what we do to get Desert Crown over. They, they, he's not even running the clips. He's going to the King George. I don't know. There are lots of races open to these horses. Yeah, no. Look, at, and we can look at now. Well, Hurricane Lane won it last year as well. Uh, so, so, so the West Rover was the second consecutive English winner. Uh, but you make a fair point that the, the 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 English competition probably has been afraid to come over over the last ten or fifteen years because the Irish horses, particularly from Ballydoyle, have been so strong. Mm. Uh, a lot of that down to, to to the influence of Galileo as a as a very uh, a successful sire over middle distances. Uh, but it's um it's it, it, it's certainly a debate worth having uh, and. You'd always keep an open mind to these things, but uh, you know, personal view is that it's a bit like selling a piece of land. Once you sell it, it's sold forever. You know, uh, one, yeah, one, that's a fair point. I don't think you can like you can't say, oh, we changed the derby to ten furlongs, and then in twenty twenty four we go back. You can't. I, I yeah. completely agree. And like, I don't want to mess with. Uh, with history as well and I think there is a lot of prestige there and I think the stuff in the breeding industry is kind of fluff like if a stallion starts doing well at Stroud it doesn't matter what distance he won over people are just cotton on to him and it's fashion um, but I definitely think it was an interesting argument because like Brendan Duke Jr. was saying you could have a triple crown of Guineas Derby and Irish Derby over the mile the mile and a half the mile and two which I think is fascinating um, yeah. but but I, I do think like what you're kind of alluding to here I think the shape of the Irish Derby will change a little bit because of the lack of the Galileo influence so much in Ireland uh, going forward in in my view, anyway. No, I, th- I think you're, you're you're dead right, and there's a, there's a generation of younger trainers coming through now who are who are competitive at that level, uh, you know. So 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 time will time will 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 do that. I mean, I remember 20 years ago there was a debate about the Ascot Go Cup, which is run over two and a half miles, and they called it an anachronism. They said it was out of place having races for horses on the flat over those distances. It's now probably the feature of the week in Ascot because the, the you know so, so 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 things go in in sort of trends and. And swings and roundabouts. Um, so it's. Um, I think there are, there are other issues to address around the Derby uh, meeting and the Derby the, the the Derby weekend before we start tackling the distance of the race itself. You know, just just one other thing, and I, I spoke to you about this before, and you kind of um, you know mooted that there could potentially be even a park and ride system like the one thing that I think the Curra is desperately badly missing it's on the railway it's literally on the train line it always was it's on the, the the train from Limerick Cork, Dublin and Galway obviously primarily Dublin but you could have like you could have this amazing derby experience where like let's be honest people would like to have a drink they're not going to drink drive so they, they have to like sort out their con- they can get a bus or whatever but it's not the same so um, I think you mentioned a figure like typical Ireland like was like well it's literally just put put a a station that was already there 20 years ago I think the figure was 2 million at the time that's probably about 27 million now with inflation in Ireland but is it possible at all for this to happen? Oh, I think it is, and I, I mean we've we've a railway station three hundred yards from the racetrack. Uh, a lot of the racecourses around the country are, are built to, are, are close to railway stations because that's the way the horses were transported to it. Mm. That station closed in the nineteen nineties, uh, and we run shuttle buses from Kildare to Newbridge. But to the point I was making earlier about the the as an amenity, you know, which people want to use, you don't want people 
driving to come and use and see the curls. So, you know, the scope for railway station to be reopened and to, and to be revisited is, 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 is very strong. It's, it's high on our agenda, uh, you know, uh, to, to, to see how we can do that. It opens up a huge amount of options for us on race day. If you're able to, as you say, get the, get, get, get the station, get, get the train to the races and, and walk 300 yards to the enclosures. So, um, we're definitely keen to, to explore that as much as possible. There is a station there. Uh, you know, obviously it's, 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 it needs to be brought up to standards to comply with health and safety and all those sort of sort of issues. But um, I think it'd be amazing. I think it would be like it'd be such a great day out. It'd be good in terms of our fight against climate change because people get on the train. You don't have to drive for the track. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's you're dead right. It's, it's more than it's more than a pipe dream from our point of view. But as I said, if 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 out of this review of the current planes, uh, a new way of operating the the current itself comes through. You, uh, you know, which is based on, on, on visitors and people coming to experience the beautiful landscape. You don't want them driving if, if, mm. if you can avoid it, you know? Yeah, I, and that all makes sense. We feel like as a country we're getting better at this joined up thinking where you kind of get loads of local amenities together and, and the people who run them give their views and then there's a shared vision for the future and there's a bit of buy-in, I hope. I mean, uh, Very noticeable to me, Chair, having been here uh, 20 years ago, uh, and you come back this time, how much more coordinated uh, the various authorities are, whether it's tourism, whether it's county councils, whether it's Department of Defence who own the place. Um, there's a much more structured approach to it and a together approach uh, to, to things than, than, than I had experienced before. Like John B. Keane said, Galway Race was a made a state of mind, but the Curra is a lot more than a racetrack. And even from a racing perspective, that's where so many trainers are based. That's where so many people meet every day of the week. I've said, like, if racing could do a drive to survive and meet, like Kevin Prendergast turned 90 last week. He had a he had 18 holes of golf the day before, according to the Racing Post, I think. You meet characters like that. You meet, like, Frank Oaks, like, who basically um, rides out his one horse at home, 80 years of age. You meet the young up and Common lads who like will ride their first winner, and you you have so much history, and it's like it's a it's a, it's a part of life for so many people, the Curra, and it's like it, it it could be even something quite special beyond just being a racetrack, in my view. Anyway. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, in many ways, that's a bigger interaction with the local community for us than the racetrack is the, the training centre. We have a thousand horses trained here every morning. That goes on three, six, five days a year. There's a lot of people drawing an employment out of it. There's a lot of people contributing into the local economy from it. Uh, we get a lot of trainers, uh, you know, uh, based around the curra, you know, uh, whose horses step out into the gallops each morning. And then we've other visiting trainers come up, you know, a couple of times a week. It's um, part of the folklore as well, Brian. It's like, oh, I'd worked up the old Vic or I met such a one. Oh, yeah. Who's that horse that was working beside me? Like, this is going back to the old way of, like, chat before everyone was on WhatsApp. Totally, totally. I, I mean, one of my first memories of the Curra w- w- would be the the excitement if you were getting the train down to Cork or, 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 or down to the south of the country from Dublin. When you're going through the Curra, will you see the horses on the gallops? Will you will you time it to coincide with it? And it was this sort of completely unknown image to me from from, from coming from Dublin uh, that you'd look out the window and you'd see strings of 20, 30 horses uh, you know, uh, walking around the place. So. It's funny that when you're on the train, everyone, everyone looks out the window when they go past the car and they see the horses. Yeah. And like, it is the most photographic place in the morning when the sun is coming up and you see the horses and the steam coming out of their nostrils. And it's yeah. like, I think yes. in, in terms of like flat, flat Ireland, like that isn't like your Cliffs of Moher or your Bally Bunyan or whatever, like the car can be spectacular. 
Yeah, no, I've got, you couldn't have put it better, Johnny. That's We'd have to get you on the PR team. Yeah, I'm go. available for work. There you go. Yeah, I've actually, I think I've just done 30 minutes there. But, you know, you know like, I, I hope this, isn't, this is not coming across PR. I think the Curra has fallen on hard times, and I, I do think it needs something, and I think it needs people to enjoy going back there. But as a lot of people don't go racing anymore because they literally, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Like, British race, like, the Sandown Eclipse was down, like, I think f- it was down heavily in numbers this year. It's not straightforward to get people racing, and the Curra is no different there. But, I have to say, like I, I hadn't been racing in a social aspect in the current years, and I, I felt there was something there at Derby. There was like I actually really enjoyed that. I have very happy memories of like meeting people, but it, you have to kick on from there. Yeah, no, with the Oaks next weekend, and 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 then we've we've four consecutive Saturdays in in August, and and the Champions uh, Champions weekend with Leperstown early in September. There's there's great quality racing, and 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 we now offer good facilities, uh, good atmosphere, and and uh, uh, you know a chance for people to enjoy it. So um, you know we intend to kick on from there. Well, listen, we wish you the very best of luck with it, Brian. You're very good to um, to join us this afternoon to talk to us about it. Last question, like what 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 uh, in terms of you, you talked about the uh, the lobbying and the politics of the HRI gig I, I guess uh, being free of that is something that must be very enjoyable uh, yeah I, I mean I enjoyed it at the time chair uh, and, and you have a job to do um, but um, uh, it, it's nice to have a new challenge too uh, so yeah it, it's it's uh, and I suppose staying in racing staying in the same industry you know you keep parts of, of, of your previous role but I've been very sort of conscious to to move on uh, uh, take on the new challenge and and uh, I think there's nothing worse than you know someone looking over someone's shoulder saying oh geez, I wouldn't have done that or I wouldn't have done this uh, you know there's a great team in HRI and they'll they, 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 they're they're well able to to, to to bring things on to the next level um, but yeah it's as I said earlier you know some of the stuff you're involved with now is a bit more uh, cold faced than perhaps the previous the, the previous role Brian Cavanagh, Chief Executive of the Curra Racecourse. Thanks a million for joining us on Friday Night Racing. Cheers. Friday Night Racing on Off The Ball. Brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment. Visit hri.ie. All right, this is Friday Night Racing. Uh, It's Jerry Gilroy and Johnny Ward with you. Um, The big racing story during the week was that whatever row had happened, uh, Frankie Dettori's back. Yeah, he's uh, he's back. I think I, I still think John Gosling could have maybe carried himself better after Stradivarius, like kind of effectively publicly sort of calling Frankie out. Um, Frankie's given so much to race, and um, I think he could have handled it better. But they seem to be best friends again, so I think he's box office for racing and still is. We're winning cures everything, so back in the winners' enclosure, everything's grand again. Yeah, like he did. Who's I don't know. Was it somebody said on this show? Like you can't. I mean, you can't necessarily be the best jockey at that age if you're riding sparingly. And that's kind of counterintuitive because I guess you have to look after your body. I spoke to Ronan Finn during the week where it was like you and TJ Reid at 34 years of age. Ronan Finn scores his first goal in Europe. He was brilliant for Shamrock Rovers, playing right wing back. TJ Reid at 34 almost like looked as good as ever last Saturday, I thought. like, And I was like, how do you... And Ronan Finn was like, it's, it's recovery and managing my recovery. As a jockey... I mean, I know Leicester came back late, but I don't know. Maybe if you're very sparing in your rides, and that's I think that's what Gosling was alluding to. It's like you're either full-time jockey or you're not. And Frankie, is, they all seem to be happy again now, which is good for racing. Um, but yeah, interesting. Well, he's not going to go on forever. That's the no. Thing. And so you need to make the hay from the PR perspective while the sun is shining. Mm, it's an interesting analogy done, there, yeah. They've done yeah. pretty well with that. In oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, the whole spat has been good for Ace as well. Like Frankie had a horror show at Royal Ascot. Like it was, he'd one winner that I would have, won, I would have won on. Everything else went totally petong for him, leaving you know the blanket on, leaving the blindfold on a horse too late in a Group One. Um, Stradivarius was a mess. There were other rides like that just didn't go well for him, and he, I'm sure he had a lot of soul searching. He probably needed something from John Gosling that wasn't calling him out on national TV, if you ask me. Um, and I've, I'll always say this: like I, I find. Frankie, I, I I wish I knew him better because like I, I my experience of him is that he's a completely different person when he's in front of camera than when he's not. Like he's um, and he's complex, but I think he could have been looked after better with Gosling in that regard. Yeah, he didn't seem to bear any grudges about it though. Not not publicly anyway, but maybe Frankie. Again, being Frankie yeah. is is keeping that to himself. Um, I can write his ninth book. Is not yeah. It, it was funny at Bellu Sound last year, like. Talk about, you know, uh, flies around shit. Everyone wanted to swarm around Frankie. It's like Tiger Woods at Adair. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. God, I mean, like, Tiger Woods compared to Frankie. Like, racing is very, very niche. I can't... I mean, the Tiger Woods thing. But I can't get golf. I just find it such a bizarre... Okay, yeah, you got, you, got, you got blown off track there. Go back to Frankie. Frankie, like... Oh my God, at Bell you sound like... I could understand why as a person... I wouldn't want to be Frankie Dettori. Like, you, you didn't have a moment's peace that day at the racetrack. And it's not e- that's not easy. He does seem to thrive on that, though. Like, uh, you, I'm not sure he does. Really not. Like Tears of a clown. Exactly. That's my... And I'm totally... I mean, being a psychiatrist here or whatever... Uh, we, we, like, the, the 40 minutes we had him on the show, the 25 minutes, however long it was, like, he seemed to be happy to embrace aspects of that because that's the bit that makes it like it's like all sports people we come to see these people who are like different from us do things that we can't do yeah Uh, and um, part of that is that we're willing to pay money to go and see them because of their showmanship totally and part of that showmanship is like coming alive in front of a crowd and maybe I don't know it, it that was like that was that was a Friday we recorded that right pop so, psychology yeah yeah I think Bailey Sound might have been the following Tuesday so like four four or five days later and I was doing something for Racing TV which entailed doing um, interviews with jockeys that had actually just loads of Barney Curley stories and just before we were interviewing Frankie I said oh Frankie um, I was actually the guy who. We did a piece on the radio on Friday on Off The Ball. He literally couldn't have had less interest. He had no interest. And I was just like... I don't know, it left me... This isn't an ego thing. I was just like... He didn't even feign interest. So it's just like... And then the cameras rolled and he was Frankie Dettori again. Then the cameras were off and he kind of skulked away. So I think there's a complexity with Frankie. I'm sure there is. Um, you're, I mean, just to open the kimono here, you're exactly the same off air. Johnny, Johnny's not like this at all. Won't answer our calls, doesn't answer our texts. Get somebody to make him his coffee. That's, you, know, you obviously uh, learned quite a lot that day. Yeah, I think my problem is that I, unlike this coffee, I don't have any filter on or off air. <laughs> what is, um, what's the racing like this week? Uh, July Cup tomorrow. It's an interesting point. We kind of referenced it there. Like, Aidan O'Ryan doesn't have... Calls for these top class races at the moment. Uh, so he's Catamosso running in the July Cup. It was a 25 to 1 chance. A couple of Irish horses. You might remember Michael O'Callaghan when he was in studio with his, uh, prior to his trip to get booted and suited for Royal Ascot, was tipping up Twilight Jet to run well at Royal Ascot. He ran middle enough. Well, he's returning to England. 25 to 1. Um, it, romantic proposal runs as well for Ed, Edward Lynham. Um, nice card at Navin tomorrow. And then we've. Two meetings if you're not in Croker, which I presume Brian Kavanagh will be uh, on Sunday. Perth, sorry, Sligo and Ferry House. 
right. so busy weekend and uh, yeah looking forward to the sport and the football and so on and so forth what happens in the rugby tomorrow Terrors call Ireland get beaten again by much I think there's a possibility unless there's a sending off for New Zealand which I mean there could have been should have been last week uh, that would change things you know mm. I mean you. but then the referee is like a big um, but it's a Northern Hemisphere referee wasn't it last week it was but it's a South African okay. referee who you know was referee the time that um, Robbie Henshaw got pretty much decapitated okay. by the All Blacks in, after we beat them in New Zealand they came back and played a game in Eviva and two of our players were like torpedoed in the head and I was like oh you go lads come on oh I love that black jersey so we'll see it, it's a hell of a weekend it's a hell of a weekend it's a hell of a weekend enjoy your racing Friday Night Racing and Off the Ball is brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland love every racing moment visit hri.ie we'll see you next week Friday Night Racing on Off the Ball and they're brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland love every racing moment visit hri.ie